0: Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer, And Frostbite City. So be careful out there. It's, it's dangerous. And uh, just a, another little note of... Breaking news, so to speak. Uh, there's some sort of a water main problem at uh, Huron and Chapin area. So the huh. that area is bad news. So if you're going east-west Ann Arbor and you know how to avoid uh, looking at your Google Maps to get through town, uh, do it. Because uh, I would imagine it would stay pretty congested until about 8 o'clock. So it's not the end of the world, but it's a bit of a snafu in that area. So be forewarned. Anyway, uh, you know, obviously a week like this with all this weather, that's kind of the number one story. Unbelievably hot out west. The, the Mississippi River is the dividing line because this is basically the jet stream situation here in the United States. You know, more snow and ice storms. Uh... In the southern states, yeah. as usual. So the Arctic blast, so to speak, is dipped farther south than normal. And the warm Pacific air has gone north in the western United States and into Canada much farther than normal. So well, that my friend uh, who explains
1: lives it, Homer, Alaska, has been enjoying 40, 41-degree days yeah, while it's been, you know, three or four degrees here in Michigan. That's an unusual... Uh, but very potent example of what's called climate shift there. Climate change, People. not global warming.
0: But as we pointed out last several month, uh, weeks ago, the only part of the globe last year uh, on land that was actually colder than normal was the uh, eastern United States and the so-called Great Lakes states and a little area between Angola and Namibia. The rest of the world was way above normal, and it was... One of the hottest years on record. I think it was either the second hottest or maybe the third. But uh, it certainly doesn't help when you have ISIL burning people at the stake. Oh. <laughs> they've got a... They, I don't know if they're going to get into corporate recruiting, but they, they've, they can use quite a pitch. Got to be into beheading, burning people at the stake. <laughs> uh, torture. Sodomy, <laughs> bigamy. What else uh, can they uh, promote? But they uh, continue to uh, amaze and uh, very troubling to hear allegedly, and I use the word allegedly, that a seven year old child was uh, used in some sort of a suicide bombing attack last well, Weren't night. there
1: also three teenage girls who had disappeared? I don't know what the latest status on that is. Oh, yeah, the supposedly British. gone. Yeah, off to be soldiers for ISIS, ISIL to, to become slaves. That's, uh, that's right, an, of course. Yeah, that's the uh,
0: that's another uh, feature that of ISIL. The, uh, we can add that future to b- they could look forward to, be heading and all the rest of it. Of course, Obama got into some uh, kind of heavy uh, heavy weather himself last week with this
1: three day summit about why does he hate America? Yeah, why why does he not say he loves America? <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, uh,
0: I don't know what he's running for. He, he, he might be trying to check in early to a dementia center, but uh, that sort of nonsense
1: and demagoguery is really uh, Well, it's something strange. that's so easily uh, demonstrably false. Yeah. I mean, uh, and anybody can say anything, whether or not they mean it is another, um, you know.
0: So now he's, Richard Nixon
1: said, God bless the American people all the time. And we also know he said many other things about the American people. Right. And it's God always damn
0: the fascinating to see uh, some of the verbal uh, harangues that are going on. You know, Bill O'Reilly is in some minor trouble himself uh, of the Brian Williams nature. Oh, the, he
1: would never exaggerate any claim because he doesn't actually do reporting. He just makes stuff up. I keep wondering, he comes out with a series of books, Killing Jesus. Killing Patton. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till the uh, autobiography version of that comes along.
0: Well, his favorite theme is the war on Christmas,
1: <laughs> which
0: right. is ludicrous because Christmas is... Uh, the leading economic indicator? Leading economic indicator, and in the the war on it seems to last almost four months. It's, it's a war on the American people, if anything. Uh, but as for this uh, nonsensical, semantic debate with pedantic politicians like Ted Cruz, who, uh, I swear to God, he looks like a waxed version of Joe McCarthy. I'm not too sure where he gets that body wax, that hair wax and uh, stuff going. But between that and his voice, which sounds like the guy from Negative Land, he's a, a media sensation. <laughs> But, uh, of course, he denounced the president for not using the word Islamic in all of his description of uh, terrorism. A very strange uh, demand indeed. I think that if America began using the religious identification of every American that commits mass murder uh, in the uh, bizarre desire to hype every uh, crime as an act of terror— when we can mention this in connection with the hyperbole about the North Carolina killings
1: well it's also true that many people who boldly claim about themselves i am a christian or i am a muslim and do some act of you know great violence or uh, at worst or at best mischief in the name of said religion well they're not really a member of that religion at all i mean there are many people who do things clearly against the teachings of christ who boldly proclaim their christian status so right it's, so it's, should it's an absurd every, argument on yeah. its face
0: so should it, in other words the logical conclusion being should every single act of mass murder in america be uh you know called christian terrorism right uh it's strange indeed but not surprising because uh well you know we're looking at an imminent shutdown of the uh government again, apparently, or homeland security. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, of course, it occurred to me that the uh, predecessor to Barack Obama, George W. Bush, came up with the delightful phrase, the war on terror, which uh, the far right in America has gone out of their way to denounce Obama for refusing to use this phrase. Surprise, surprise, this was the phrase used by Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin. Uh, They had wars on terror. They were called wars on terror. So for George Bush, who, of course, uh, famously used the word crusade within a week of 9-11, I I, I don't worry about the semantics of Obama's uh, situation that much. And I think it's a tempest in a teapot and a phony argument. And, of course, as... The administration supporters have pointed out the few that remain (laughs) because Obama is starting to resemble a polar bear up in the Arctic Circle. He's in search of ice, (laughs) maybe in search of ISIS. Uh, A uh, offensive is now promised for the spring involving the uh, not-so-ready-for-primetime-player Iraqi army that the United States poured billions of dollars into training We'll see how that goes, but apparently we've got some boots on the ground. But uh, ISIL's strategy of continuing to uh, behead people in Libya, Egypt, uh, I I don't know if they've actually committed any of those atrocities in Egypt, but uh, they seem to be involving quite a number of Middle Eastern countries that are nominally allied with the United States. And as for whether or not the uh, crime committed in North Carolina was terrorism or not, I think that is uh, still subject to debate. Um, The thing that they've highlighted about this angry man who seems to have had conflicts with almost all of his neighbors over all sorts of issues, of course, the cover story was that this was about parking, oh, I'm having a dispute about parking. I think I'll go get my gun and kill three people. It's just one more demonstrative example of why this guy never should have been allowed to have a gun.
1: Yeah, uh, when you say that somebody has a temper like a hair trigger, I mean, why would you give the guy a trigger if he's got a hair trigger temper?
0: And, of course, they've emphasized uh... that he hates all religion. Um He's not a uh, atheist, apparently. He's an anti-deist, I guess. Whatever. I mean, all of this uh, semantical gymnastics, jujitsu about these terms, I think, is very troubling. But The English language, of course, has been perverted for political purposes for many decades now here in the United States of America. And, of course, it will continue to do so. Propaganda uh, is a... Uh, Ongoing uh, feature of, of uh, human civilization, this recent uh, picture of uh, children in a cage. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yeah,
1: this last week.
0: Children in a cage uh,
1: to uh, make fun of ISIL. Children herded into a cage in Duma near Damascus, evoking an Islamic State video uh, to draw attention to violence in Syria.
0: Very strange, but <clears throat> not... Uh, surprising.
1: Propaganda is uh, ubiquitous. Well, the power of the image, of course, I mean, this is an attempt to create an image which will, you know, invoke strong feelings. Usually these things are generated by accident or by happenstance. Um, you know, there are several famous examples from, you know, my childhood involving the Vietnam War, the famous photograph of the children running down the street whose clothes have been burned off by napalm. Yeah. That was a major, uh, image in turning the American people against an already unpopular war. Uh, the other famous photo of the, uh, commander holding the gun to the guy's head and he just shoots the guy right in front of the TV cameras. Also, uh, startled, uh, the world. Uh, So for an artistic attempt to create a strong image, I, you know, I I certainly think there's nothing wrong with that. But here we have these weird, bizarre cultural bubbles that pop up in an attempt. The photograph looks something like an image of Iwo Jima, the famous, which we know now was a posed photograph. And that moment was, you know, staged in a manner of speaking. Although, of course, the uh, heroic effort to claim that island militarily is... Certainly we're celebrating, given the devastation there. But here are Turkish soldiers in an Iwo Jima-like uh, pose, raising a flag in Asmese, uh, Syria, where they have gone in on an incursion. This is a bizarre little adventure. 570 tr- troops and 100 vehicles uh, have gone into an enclave increasingly vulnerable to jihadis of ISIL, uh, to evacuate the remains of a 13th century Turkish yeah. ruler, uh, because you've got to protect uh, protect history. And you know maybe there's a legitimacy to that. Of course, we know the Taliban destroyed um, ancient carvings of uh, Buddha in the rocks. Sure. So uh, some of Fabian. these extremist, yeah, uh, yeah uh, religious groups uh, are into uh, cultural um, devastation like that. But this is uh, an area of Syria that's held by Kurds, Turkish Kurds. So we've got the you know Iraqi Kurds. So we've got this whole weird confluence of Turks. Got to keep their foot in, active wherever Kurds are having a gain.
0: Well, and it is. It just illustrates how tribal, and that word can be misused. But uh, tribal is frequently used in explaining these areas of the Middle East that the border. The borders per se are simply not recognized uh, at all. Um, so this, yeah, continues to be a mess uh, pretty much everywhere. We, you know, have a civil uh,
1: we have a civil war going on in Libya, Yemen. Uh, the many ripples outward from the rock of George W. Bush's bizarre war.
0: The neoconservatives have remade the Middle East in the image of entropy. <laughs> uh, Uh, By the way, there was a report last week. I just wanted to read some highlights from this regarding an analysis of uh, civilian casualties in Afghanistan. Uh, Over the last week, Ashton Carter has made his appearance on the stage. He is the new secretary of defense and seems to be, uh, I don't know, trying to project a more muscular. He went on a listening tour. It's always a good thing. (laughs) I'm not too sure if he was uh, listening to some of the the strange rhetoric that kept uh, occurring all week. Bill O'Reilly, by the way, called David Korn a gutter snipe, which uh, was a phrase uh, stolen from Winston Churchill. He once described Adolf Hitler as a gutter snipe. Um, It sounds funny. I don't know what a gutter snipe is. But I do remember snipe lowly creature. It's gotta be a snake. <laughs> it, it has to be related to the famous Boy Scout. The snipe hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Trips for the Greenhorn on the on the snipe, uh the snipe mission. Uh so I'm sure that a gutter snipe is somewhat connected to it. Baden Powell might have some some uh, some involvement in the origin of that. Who knows? I am actually going to have to look that up in the OED, but I have always remembered that funny word, gutter snipe, because uh, Churchill did definitely uh, use that word in describing Adolf Hitler. And if you're Bill O'Reilly stealing from Winston Churchill, this comes part and parcel with the, mm. with, the, with, the, with the idea of being a media Star and possible exaggerator, but we won't talk about Bill O'Reilly's problems. He's a a well set up man. He's 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 plenty rich. But anyway, getting back to Afghanistan and the United Nations report, which began keeping records on civilian casualties in Afghanistan. Um, Carter, by the way, wants to kind of slow things down regarding the withdrawal. Uh, The U.N. reports that civilian deaths and injuries were up 22% from the previous record set in 2013. They've been keeping records since 2009, which I think is somewhat unfortunate uh, that they began in 2009. Note that they didn't uh, keep track of these statistics uh, when George W. Bush went into Afghanistan, and it's a little unclear why. I suspect that the uh, hegemony of the U.N. might have had something to do with it. Uh, they note that of the 3,605 Afghans killed or wounded during ground operations, it's still unclear about 30% of the cases as to which side was responsible. Um, While the insurgents were deemed to be responsible for the largest share of ground-related casualties, 43%, the government and its allies were responsible for 26%, a large increase from previous years. More surprising, and I'm quoting from an article here by Azam Ahmad in the, uh, you know what, I failed to write the date down, but this is within the last week. Um, Among the more surprising developments reported by the U.N. was the effect of cross-border shelling into Afghanistan from Pakistan. The Taliban, as well as other anti-government groups, continued to cause a vast majority of the civilian casualties. In other words, these are the total casualties. What I read earlier were casualties from ground operations, They account for 72% of the total casualties uh, in Afghanistan. And uh, they note that on the Pakistan incursion issue that there were 41 incidents and accounted for about 1% of the civilian casualties, 71 people wounded and 11 killed. So I figured I would give those uh, somewhat... Grim statistics to continue to point out about what's really going on in Afghanistan. And I don't know why the United States would wish to slow things down. Perhaps a year or two wouldn't hurt since there has been a change of administration in Afghanistan. But I do think that we ultimately should get out.
1: Get out. You know they said in the Amityville uh, horror, if uh, Afghanistan isn't a demonically possessed haunted house, I don't know what it is. It's not a country, as we've discussed many times. It's sort of a country by default, and that uh, nebulous border between Pakistan and Afghanistan is as porous as they come.
0: Yeah, the infamous Durand line, drawn by a British imperialist that wished to uh, divide up the uh, Pashtun people, the tribe of the Pashtuns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Afghanistan is a bit of a, a bit of a myth, and uh, I seem to recall that uh, one of the basic strategies of the board game Risk was to stay out of Afghanistan. <laughs> there were simply too many borders to defend. It's one of history's great lessons: <laughs> don't go in, don't go, don't go, just don't go, because you can't hold it, and. If you go in, you're—well, you're, as as history has proven over and over, many deaths have been met in Afghanistan by— It's a doomed venture. —imperialists. <laughs> Once in a Future King, a, a very interesting movie about the British uh, going into Afghanistan, as I recall. Speaking of— um,
1: Oh, Man Who Would Be King, also. Man Who Would Be, yeah. no,
0: that's it. Yeah, Man it went, Who Would
1: Be that King. That was on uh, TCM just yesterday, yeah. Sean Connery and Michael Caine. Yes. I'm a god. <laughs> well, of course, that's how the empires, uh, you know, sort of uh, announced themselves when they arrived. Hey, check us out. We are unto uh, like unto the gods. And very interesting, by the way,
0: on the the sort of change of tone in recent weeks since we're speaking about the Middle East at large in su- such such inter- broad terms and
1: kind of free associating. Well, and from Libya to Afghanistan, that's quite a-
0: that's, a... that's a swath. But it's interesting that Iran has been making these overtures about a deal. They want to end sanctions, and they're even openly discussing tourism publicly in the, uh, in the public sphere. And it's interesting to note, by the way, that many Europeans do go to Iran um, it's not dangerous. It's, in fact, quite safe, much safer than the United States. Fewer guns. They don't have as many guns they... just randomly floating around in the hands of angry people who may either be affi- re- religiously affiliated or, or not. But uh, I guess the final word on Rudolph Giuliani is... is uh, sufficient that the headline on Saturday in the New York Times says, Diminished
1: clout, more outbursts. <laughs> that's almost like a Zen cone right <laughs> yeah. there. I was like, well, that's a perfect description of Ted Cruz as well. Yeah, that's a good fortune cookie for uh,
0: the angry right. Diminished clout and more outbursts. Uh, When will John Boehner join
1: the party? (laughs) Well, there will be more time to talk about this later. We're approaching the final five minutes here of this week's great matters. Uh, But Scott Walker is now grooming himself to uh, perch upon the fence uh, that will allow himself to tip a little bit more towards the right to please the, the money men, to please the Wing of the Republican Party that insists on uh, the raw meat agenda, the Ted Cruz crazies in their worldviews, but uh, his union busting uh, record is well known. But now Scott Walker's changing his tone on uh, previous announced uh, positions on abortion. Which is no
0: surprise. Um, It's fascinating to note that a recent Harper's index noted that the number of states that have enacted New restrictions on abortion since the last midterm elections. And this would have been uh, the, the 2010 elections. this is from uh, right around election time in 2014. 31. That's uh, rather staggering. And of course we've seen here in Michigan that this is uh, this is continuing. Um, Texas has got these ludicrous, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, sonogram requirements all over the state. These are expensive medical procedures that are hardly necessary for a woman uh, desiring to have an abortion. Well,
1: so they may. Well, and for uh, you know, they're doing this on behalf of the uh, well-being of the fetus. But it's well known in the scientific community that. It prolonged and extended uh, exposure to the uh, the rays that you know do the sonogram are bad for the fetus. So D- if You want to save the fetus, you don't want to have sonograms. No, they're not, not good, not
0: unnecessary sonograms. Certainly,
1: yeah, in certain risk scenarios, then they're useful. But
0: and of course, Texas judges have been uh, stepping forward in all sorts of arenas lately. Here is uh, a a. a Updated development from the state of Texas that always provides delightful stupidity. Attorney General Ken Paxton, this is from the 21st of uh, February, asked the state Supreme Court of Texas on Friday to revoking a marriage license issued a day earlier to two women, arguing that the move violated a decade-old ban against same-sex marriage and could cause legal chaos. Travis County issued a marriage license to Sarah Goodfried and, or excuse me, Goodfriend, and Suzanne Bryant, who have been together for about 30 years and have two daughters. It was the first license issued to a same-sex couple in Texas since the ban was put into place. A county judge made a one-time exception to allow the license to be issued, saying that Miss Goodfriend had ovarian cancer and denying the couple a license violated their rights under the United States Constitution. Mr. Paxson, a Republican, said that the rogue actions of a Travis County judge do not withstand scrutiny of law. So, in other words, the judge basically made an exception, uh, in, in my understanding of this, that this was about vis- visitation rights. Mm-hmm and other uh, uh, situations associated with ovarian cancer. Uh, the, get, the fact that these women had been, quote-unquote, married for 30 years with two daughters is a attack on family values. So let's give uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton a brain damage award for uh, intervening in, in, in a case that uh, sort of screams out for uh, restraint. You know, leave well enough alone.
1: Yeah. There's the letter of the law and there's the spirit of the law.
0: And, of course, this uh, gay marriage debate will hopefully be taken up by the Supreme Court officially in in a couple of months so that we can get some some clarity.
1: Yeah, so somebody uh, might want to line up a rabies shot for uh, Justice Anton Scalia. Uh, Just to have that on standby. Speaking of standby, it looks like it'll be standby for a few minutes till... uh, Yazoo City Calling, you are listening to WCVN-FM Ann Arbor. This program is Gray Matters, and uh, we are currently awaiting the arrival of the Blues host for today's show. And uh, another item
0: from the uh, Harper's Index from a recent uh, publication, this would be the November edition of 2014, This, of course, is uh, a couple of different items here connected to SWAT teams deployed in the United States in 1980, 3,000. In 2013, 60,000. It seems like an alarming increase to me.
1: Well, you know, that's part of that is uh, homeland uh, security spending. Yeah, precisely. That's where that money is going to... uh militarize your local police. We have so much money, we don't know what to do with That's it. That's right. Let's so we'll buy get, more guns! We'll give
0: it to you, and you can go out and...
1: Buy some guns!
0: Act like ISIS. Yeah. Which brings me to ISIS. Percentage of Americans who support military intervention against the Islamic State, 62. Percentage who think it's unlikely to succeed, 68. <laughs>
1: But uh, go for it anyway, right? That's the John McCain school of uh, foreign intervention. It's probably not going to help, but we should do it anyway. Why aren't we already there?
0: And here is an interesting paradox. Percentage of Americans and Chinese, respectively, who believe that their government is, quote, on the side of the average citizen. In America, it's 12. In China, it's 80% who believe that the government is on side of corporations. In America, it's 73. In China, it's 17. So, (laughs) that's kind of a remarkable commentary about what our government is doing. You know, fascinating to see that here in the state of Michigan, there are suddenly budget problems, despite all of this uh, recovery going on in the auto industry, for instance, because... A bunch of corporations are cashing in tax cuts, um, many more than were originally thought. These tax cuts, by the way, are, are sort of like coupons that, that remain valid until the year, um, and, you know, some of them, I guess, until like the year 2032, you know, that, that we have this term-limited state legislature that just gives away candy to corporations here in the state of Michigan, creating massive yeah. deficit problems. It's, And then, of course, they won't raise the taxes to fix the roads.
1: Well, that's sort of, you know, those high numbers of Americans who distrust and, you know, uh, assume that the government is uh, working actively against them are also an ex- uh, a good example of the extent to which, you know, uh, right-wing money uh, machines like the Koch brothers uh, have uh, basically used the— uh,